your political representation will only be about as stable as your cultural representation. It will collapse. Howdy, folks. It's Alfonso Rich with my buddy Bill Whittle. This is the Virtue Signal. Man, we are going to talk about some actual virtue, not be led into some perverted idea of virtue by these perverts. Anyway, <laughs> uh, so I'm not I'm not uh, a big follower of uh, of comics. I, I follow them enough, but not not a, not a comic book enthusiast. Or you yeah, know, me neither. The, uh, um, I see the importance of them in culture, uh, but I myself, I'm you know not not an enthusiast per se, and you know haven't really seen all the movies and whatnot. Uh, but what has caught my attention lately is um, uh, Catwoman or Catgirl. No, Batgirl. Sorry, Batgirl. Yep, no, um, yeah, absolutely. Um, and I hear it got shelved, man. If they spent like what over a hundred million dollars making this movie, only to, uh, to shelve it, and uh, now it's not really clear as to why. The speculation is is that you know uh, the 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 new owner was uh, the Zaz uh, Zaslov uh, mm-hmm. may have just like look man enough of this woke nonsense. Um, we're not doing this movie. Uh, there's speculation that the movie must have been just so bad for whatever reason, whether it's the woke business or just how it was shot um, in anything. And I mean, and I caught a glimpse of the the the, the Batgirl's uniform, and I was like, yeah, I could probably believe that because that uniform, man, they they look like they just so put something together from the Goodwill, man, and, and yeah, put that together. Yeah. Uh, so it looked like it was off the '60s TV show. Yeah, it, it, I mean, was that the direction that they were going with or, or whatnot? But I mean, who's to say? I don't I don't know why they would shelve it. It's not like you know they haven't promoting been promoting a whole bunch of other woke nonsense. What would make this one any different? Um, but there's a lot of implications. You know about um, you know why it would be shelved and uh, and that, that kind of ties into what we were you know just talking about with um, you know Nichelle Nichols and I, I think there's man it's such a huge contrast between you know a, a, a black woman I think she's black and, and, uh, and uh, Hispanic or Latina uh, playing this character compared to Nichelle Nichols playing the characters that she played in Star Trek and um, but I, like you I'm kind of like in the dark of like why they did it. And uh, and then there's the cultural implications of it, um, the the entertainment impl- implications of it. I mean, what what do you think? Uh, it's a it's a milestone. Mm. It's it's really important. It's a milestone. I mentioned I talked about it a little bit last night on the Stratosphere Lounge. We record this on uh, usually on Thursdays. Record this one on Friday. Um, so first to the Nichelle Nichols comparison. Since Star Trek started fifty years ago. The writing has devolved to the point where writers now think that the only way to show that women can be strong is to have a 98-pound woman beating up seven or eight 200-pound men, right? Punching them. That's the only way to show that women are strong and brave and and independent and and powerful and all the rest of it is, is to have them use physical violence against males and have the males go down, which nobody believes. I'm I'm sorry. They just don't. Uh, under certain circumstances, if the person has a superpower, or whatever, that's different. The characters, the female characters that work, to compare Batgirl to Uhura, Uhura didn't take any crap off of anybody either. But she never had to punch anybody out. She never had to punch anybody because her persona was her was her defense, and and it was her it was her offense too. Anybody tried to pull any crap around her, she would just go from being very gracious to being just. No. And and that's so much more accurate. It's so much more aspirational and noble and so on. 
when you look at the the, the action characters that there are the, all, all of the recent action characters, the the, the um, Michael Burnham character on Star Trek Discovery, that Ray on on the new Star Wars uh, trilogy, um, Batgirl, all of the, the female Terminator, all of them, the Ghostbusters with the four women, 2016, all of them, they're trying to they're trying to what this is what they believe they're trying to empower women by making them act like men and not only making them act by like men but but besting men at every opportunity and never setbacks they never have to learn from men they never get defeated by men. never they're just a cartoon cutout villain for them to knock out and how empowering and and nobody believes these characters the characters that the, the female characters that people do believe are the ones that are written by men because they're not so insecure about it as not as not as female writers. There are some great female writers on Star Trek and 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 continue to be, but but the people who are writing this woke stuff today are so insecure that they can't possibly show a, a woman being weak or afraid or 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 confused. It just can't happen, and that's just a childish way of writing any kind of drama. So the the female characters that work are uh, Ripley from Alien series. Right? Ripley didn't go down there and punch out the alien, and she sure as heck didn't go out there with armor and try and kill it with a spear. You know, she she ran from this thing terrified because it's a terrifying thing, and her resourcefulness and her courage won the day. Uh, and then they did it again and again and again and again. And so Ripley worked, and Sarah Connor worked. Sarah Connor was a waitress, and so all of a sudden in the sex, second movie, she's got all these muscles and she knows how to shoot. Why? Because this killing machine is coming to kill her child. And she didn't opt in for this. She didn't. Want, she didn't join the the you know the Terminator squad and, and enlist. She was forced into it. And 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 you can go all the way down the list with these characters. But but to get to the cultural significance of Batman, just so pe a Batgirl, so people know, they made a film called Batgirl. The budget was between seventy and hundred million dollars. You can probably add twenty or thirty million dollars at least to that, in terms of the marketing and the advertising and promotion, all the other stuff they had to do, merchandising, all that stuff. They screened the movie not too long ago. They did a number of screenings, and the response from the screenings was so negative that the uh, that the new director of the company basically said, "We are not going to make much money off of this, and we are going to definitely, definitely hurt the Batman brand." Since she's also referenced at the at the end, I think of Aquaman movie coming up. They had to reshoot a lot of that, so he probably dropped. I, I've seen estimates that are as high as three hundred million, but I think it's at least two hundred million dollars. He basically took two hundred million dollars that they'd invested in this movie and set it on fire. When I say that this thing's not going to be released, it was going to be streamed. It was going to pre presumably be in theaters. It's not only not going to be those things. It's not just shelved. So it is sequestered it is it is insist it is in a it's in a vault mm. it, it's apparently so bad that it can't be shown and now it's the movie i want to see more than any other movie in the world <laughs> uh, but but the reason it's so important culturally is because it's clear now that not only has this woke wave crested and is in in recession now but now the people making the money decisions realize that wokeness is so destructive to to the property that wokeness has destroyed Star Trek destroyed Star Wars destroyed Ghostbusters Ghostbusters made a bit of a comeback uh, you know all of it, it's just killed it Doctor Who killed it and when somebody makes a business decision 
to, to burn $200 million. And, and let's not forget the loss of face involved, right? Because the alternative would be worse. That is a big, big, big indication that, uh, that even the people who put up the money for these things realize that they made a terrible, terrible mistake. I hear you, man. And, you know, um, now these characters in the direction that these movies go in, you know, where they're, you know, they're proselytizing this, this woke message. I mean, somebody's influenced by it. You know, we got these, you know, people running around thinking that they could be a different gender and be gender fluid and, and, uh, and all these ideas that they're given over to. It's one of those things where it's life, you know, following art or art following life. And they're appealing mm -hmm. to somebody and somebody's driving this because somebody right. believes it. Um, and the thing about movies, though, it's one of those things like folks need to make up their mind about what a movie is supposed to do. The movie is supposed to be fantasy. It's supposed to be, you know, you're supposed to be able to suspend disbelief. Okay. If we're supposed to suspend disbelief in a the movie, then why do they try to make the movie so plausible? And they make the movie as if they want it to have an effect on people. Right, like Black Elves of the New Lord of the Rings, right? <laughs> that that is that is them pushing this into your face yeah. and essentially hitting pause on the story, right? right? Pause. Right. Now we're gonna put something here that is that was never a part of it, that doesn't belong there. Mm. And and we're gonna make you we're going to we're going to hit you on the head with this until you until you agree. And and you're not making things any better. Yeah. You're just making things worse. Right. Now, I mean, the thing is, but it is supposed to be fantasy, you know? So, I mean, why not black elves? But I'm now, don't get me wrong, because I'm like, okay, well, these these are lores that were, uh, you know, signature to certain cultures. It was a, it was a Northern European mythology mm -hmm. that J.R.R. Tolkien developed, yes. Indeed. You know, and, and to try to force uh, different nationalities into that. It's like, come on, man, you ain't got to do that. I mean, I don't know, Bill, maybe I'm just weird like that, whereas I don't feel so insecure where I feel like I have to be represented in that. Precisely you know? correct. It's, you know, or, or trying to make, you know, uh, uh, my, my security isn't, doesn't rest on if Batwoman is white or black or Chinese or, or Hispanic or, or whichever, or Superman or, or um, uh, Captain America. They, they were created with a certain image in mind. Leave it alone. You know, so, or or the um, stop appropriating our culture. Yeah, right. You know, it's, it, it's it. Don't be hypocrites about it. You don't like it done to you, don't, but at the same time, you want people to appreciate your culture. But you know, it's it's like a thing that you can't win. Why? Because it's dumb. It's just dumb. Um, now, the thing about you know Batgirl, it is Batgirl, right? Yeah, Batgirl. Because mm -hmm. they did they did Bat Batwoman too, and I guess that got canceled. It was, it was appalling, right? And, and it's like, look, you're trying to force this sexual narrative in our face. It's like, do you want to be a woman? Do you want to celebrate womanhood or not? Well, why are you trying to make it so manly? That doesn't seem to celebrate a woman. And her, and her reward for beating up the bad guy is getting the girl? I thought you guys hated the movies where the, in the patriarchy, well, the damsel in distress and she gets rescued and she's the prize for the woman. Well, you made What her you're basically saying is the only strong women out there are lesbians because that's exactly right. right. <laughs> on, on the TV show, the first, uh, the first Batwoman was a very mannish woman and and she was she was a lesbian. So what who are you trying to empower here? You're trying to empower yourselves. Let's just let's just yeah. let's just get it on the table, right? You're 3 or 4% of the population is trying to convince the rest of the population to believe what you believe and they're using all of these established formerly well-loved delivery systems to get their message across and 
And all it's doing is making people angry when they weren't angry before. Indeed. Well, you know, anger sells, man. Is <laughs> there's lots of money in still Didn't sell Batgirl? Oh man, you know, and and you know, maybe, I think you know you alluded to something that maybe it's just it might be just propaganda. It might be a, a, a means of promotion uh, to because people are more curious to see it now. As far as I know, that I don't care to see it, but you know, people are you know curious to see it. But you know, in this narrative though. We talk about the sensationalism of fear, and I think there's a lot of reasons why, you know, people are given over to making movies like this, you know, with, with the women being so empowered, because women are afraid. You know, they don't want to admit it, but That's right. they're terrified, you know, and they make movies like this because they want something to relate to that shows them that they do have some strength and they're not to be messed with, right? That's 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 mm-hmm. their go-to for this. And I understand it. There's a lot of men out there, unfortunately, who have done things to cause women to be afraid. You know, and these are men who are well, let me let me rephrase that. These are males. These are not men. As we've said before, toxic right. masculinity is when a man is not being a man. That's what you get when a man is not a man. You get toxic masculinity. Um and these women more and more they're becoming more and more afraid and becoming more and more insecure. And it's a, it's a feedback loop because they're kind of helping to cause it. But at the same time, they're being caused to it. The word God already told us in the very beginning, your desire will be, and if you, if you look at the context of the translation, your desire will be contrary to your husband, or it could be your, your desire will be to control your husband. And, and, and you have, you see the feminist mindset that's trying to control because these are two things that happen when you're afraid of something. You either try to destroy it or you try to control it. So women are afraid because look at how it is nowadays. You got men, you know, they go to these colleges and women are getting sexually assaulted in these liberal environments. And you either got men who are not stepping up and being men. Now we're on it. Right. Or you got men trying to be women. Who are women going to depend on Absolutely. To represent as men. So it's no wonder that women are becoming more and more afraid and trying to draw their own narratives because you got so many men that have been males, I should say, who have checked out and they're not people that women can either depend on or they are an entity that women fear. And that's how we end up with actions that are illogical, unredeeming and trying to resolve a certain problem that they have. And it comes out in the in the medium, the very powerful medium of entertainment. Now you're right on it. It's a really great point. And the reason they 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 decided to eat two hundred million dollars and 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 lock Batgirl away in a time capsule is because is because that the fundamental message is a lie. Mm. I mean, ultimately, it is. Virtually everything about the woke movement is a lie. But in in this case, the the fundamental idea that a ninety pound or hundred pound <laughs> Woman can can you know uh, throw these you know because because the thing about Batman or or, or Bat persons <laughs> is that they don't they're not superheroes they they Supergirl has super strength she could knock out as many guys she wanted knock them right through a wall if she wanted to but Batman Batgirl Batwoman all of them are humans they're not they have no superpowers except for their brains and their money mm-hmm. and their inventiveness and their courage and so there's no there's no the thing about comic books, and, and this applies to science fiction, applies to any genre, actually. It applies to Jane Eyre uh, or to um, whatever her name is, uh, uh, Jane Austen. Uh, it applies to any any genre. You, you can make whatever rules you want to. 
make whatever rules you want to fantasy like you know lord of the rings or whatever makes its own rules about things magic exists and all the rest of it but once you make those rules you have to obey them mm-hmm. and and when you disobey the rules that you've asked people to suspend their disbelief for then you then you really start to have problems so since batman doesn't have superpowers uh, a movie about a, a a woman who's beating up these guys it's a lie it's a lie and uh and and that's why it's going to fail. But the point, the much bigger point, I think, is is the idea that that the reason that women are turning to uh, women uh, heroes and superheroes is because men has failed them. I think that's exactly right. And and the reason men have failed them is the result of the feminist movement. Mm-hmm. So it's it's like you said, it's a feedback loop. It, you know, fifty years ago, not even if if you're a woman who's afraid of walking down the street at night, and and you should be what you would wish for is for Superman to come, right? You would wish for Superman to drop out of the sky and protect you from this. He'd stand in front of the bullets and and that's what, that's what you would expect. Now you expect a female warrior to do it. And when I think about my problems with female warriors, I realize that the, the big emotional kick for me, the reason it bothers me so much is not just the lie about the female warriors. The main thing that bothers me about female warriors is is that the men are not objecting to this, mm. and and it is a it is a repeated sign of societies that are in decline that women become more masculine and men become more feminine. And when I see men playing video games or or you know supporting characters like this, I, I say to myself, where you know, dude, we were talking in the last episode about Bill Burry, he's my favorite. Uh, comedian right now because he's so honest and just just today I, I listened to him he was talking about being on a flight and there was some serious turbulence and then it got worse and then it got much worse he said he'd never been so scared in his life and three rows behind him there was this ah, oh, oh, and he turned around it was a man you know and 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 Bill Burt said I, I I've never been so scared of my, my hair on my arms are standing up I'm sweating cold sweat but I'm still turning around and, and saying those kind of noises are acceptable only from women and children. <laughs> man up, stuff it down, do some men, you know, and, and I'm saying, yes, mm-hmm. yes. So when I see people accepting this, yeah. it, 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 it to me is an indication. It's like, you shouldn't, what's wrong with you? You know, mm. what's, so, so really what essentially happens in these female superhero movies is, is that the men are cowering, right? Mm. They're cowering. They're idiots, and they're and they're evil, and and, and all. But but essentially, they're cowering. They kind of have to for the for the story to work. If you look at the characters that succeed, you look at um, Aliens or 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 the first Terminator movie with Michael Bain and both of them. The men are not cowering behind the women. It's the men are incapacitated. That's why the women have to stand up and do this job that they don't want to do. And and that isn't a lie. That's that's truth. That actually is how the world works. And that's why those things are successful. And while they canceled um, uh, Batgirl at $200 million, Tom Cruise made a movie two, three years ago, and he and the rest of the producers insisted on holding it for two years during the, the pandemic because it needed to be released in theaters. And that was Top Gun Maverick, which treated men like men. There's a very strong woman in that movie, but she's not punching Tom Cruise out and she's not parachuting into enemy you know, positions with, with machine guns. She's running a bar. And, and in the end of that movie, he gets the girl. 
and and they live happily ever after. And I kept waiting. Where, where's going to be the where, when is the gut punch going to come? Where Tom Cruise dies for 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 his country? It doesn't. He 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 happy ending, right? And that film has made over a billion dollars mm. because that film is not a lie. Dig it, man. And that and that was the you know that's that's the happy ending that we go to see the movies are. It's like you know people say no, you got to be real and the soldiers got to die and all that sort of stuff. And it's like look, man, yeah, that that kind of thing does happen in real life. But we're not going. But why am I paying money to feel bad? Right. right? Why am I paying money to feel? I'm going to pay you twenty dollars a ticket now so I can come out feeling worse than I went in. Yes, it's like that, that, that's what we go. We go for the escapism, right? That's what we go for. And uh, you know, and, and the thing is, with sci-fi, especially sci-fi, you know, not uh, um, sci-fi, the 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 superhero things, fantasy, those things actually played a big role in helping to bring the culture together. That kind of entertainment. Was big for that, you know. Universal, taking yeah. you know Star Trek into consideration, uh, uh, Star Wars, Battlestar Galactica, you, all of it. You'll see Superman shirts on kids in Thailand who are three years old, right? right? Yeah. Now, now these genres are being this genre, this genre that was such a leader in bringing people together, is being used to tear people apart. It's it's just so weird. Um, I mean, I remember, like, say for instance, in Star Wars, you know, you got Billy D. Williams playing Lando Calrissian, right? Mm -hmm. Did they shove? Billy D. Williams being black in our face? No. He was an effective administrator of Cloud City, right? He was a scoundrel. Wasn't he? wasn't a scoundrel because he was black. Han Solo was a scoundrel, right? So it's like it, it, those things weren't pushed. They were brothers. They were the same guy. Right, pretty much. Just doing the same job. Just yeah. Exactly. And 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 uh Billy D. Williams, it wasn't made up to where, you know, you're focused on him being black. He was just an effective pilot who was the last pilot alive out of the Death Star, right? Right. And 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 when you first meet him, he's 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 so charming that you think, my God, this guy's going to steal Leia away from from him. Mm -hmm. You know, he, she, he's gonna he's gonna steal Leia away from from um, uh, Han Solo. And then when you look at the black character in the in the most recent trilogy, mm -hmm. you look at Finn. He's this kind of confused. Good-hearted guy who's apparently really got this thing for um, for Ray, but he's he, he's not allowed to express any sexuality, not allowed to express any emotion. He's just kind of the friend zone stormtrooper, <laughs> right? And and and, and, and John Bodega is a fantastic actor, and he's given nothing to do because because the people that made this thought that a romantic relationship would imply weakness, you know, and and. They're out of their minds, though. They're just plain nuts, and and people are sick of it. And and now it's starting to show so much that the people who stand to see this is the thing you you can convince people to put money into something based on well, people love woke stuff, okay. But when they've actually spent the money, and then they then they then they have to tear that money up. Now you know that that this that this anti woke sentiment is really digging in, really digging in. When somebody says, you know what, I'd rather lose $200 million or, or 300, that's a, that, you know, sooner or later that gets to be real money. Uh, when they're willing to do that because of the damage that this political philosophy that we've had to live with for the last 20 years is so, is so obvious, then you know you're making progress. Now, if you want to go a little further with this, I could tell you why Disney is so woke and all the rest of these companies. Disney owns Star Wars. Disney owns everything, right? It's one of seven companies in the world that own everything in entertainment. And there's a reason why they're woke. 
if you want to hear it. Oh, indeed, man. So it's going to be Detail. next. It's going to be next week's uh, 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 moving back to America. So I don't want to go too too far into this, but basically, the days where where American movie studios made movies for the American public are long gone, and I mean 15, 20 years gone mm. minimum. Right, movies become more and more expensive. That middle movie no longer exists. Once you start having streaming at home and widescreen TV and surround sound at home, nobody's going to pay twenty dollars to go sit in a theater to watch, you know, Driving Miss Daisy or something. <laughs> but they will go to see what what the industry calls tent poles. The tent poles hold up the rest of the the films. So so basically, what's happening to the industry is is that they're making fewer and fewer movies, and the movies that they do make are more and more expensive, so they can be more and more spectacular. So now the average movie budget for these kind of things four five hundred million dollars, half a billion dollars really to to, right. to get at minimum minimum to get one of these things out the door, and the and and the studios don't have those kind of pockets, and there are only two two classes of people that do. One of them is foreign governments. So an awful lot of movies are financed by um, by either Saudi Arabia or the uh, Arab Emirates, but much of it comes from China in terms of upfront cash and in terms of market, right? That's where they're going to make their money back. You got a billion people there. And when you look at the difference between the posters for Star Wars in America and Star Wars in China, you realize they changed the Latin characters to Chinese characters and they airbrushed John Bodega out. They airbrushed him out because the Chinese don't want to see black people on their posters. We're the racists, of course, so let's just keep that in mind. Um, so China has a vested interest in weakening America. It, 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 why spend $600 billion a year on a military, try to catch up to us, when they can simply turn our military into something that's utterly useless because of the quality of the people that it's recruiting now? And the other factor is... Where the real money comes from for, for Disney is China, and the other part of it is BlackRock. Mm. BlackRock is uh, has been called the world's banker. They're, it's a financial company, privately owned, uh, and it's supposedly has ten trillion dollars worth of assets. Now you're talking real money. Mm. And so BlackRock has told Disney that they that they demand that these movies be socially conscious, that they be woke. And Disney says, "Well, you're paying the tune. You're paying, you know, the piper. So I'll play the tune." So, so Disney's movies have become uber woke because the Chinese have an interest in that, and because BlackRock tells them verbatim, upfront, BlackRock is is committed to social change and so on and so on and so on. So the question you have to ask yourself is, why is this most secretive and rapacious, cutthroat capitalist financial institution insisting upon woke content? Part of it is to inoculate themselves against, you know, the, the public backlash. And we're not bad guys. We're promoting social justice in our $10 trillion, you know, uh, financial schemes. But I think, I think BlackRock has the same interest that China does, and that is the destruction of the American moral code as it exists today. That sense of independence and rebellion and... Uh, and that's what these movies are about, by the way, right? I mean, look, Star Wars is about a farm boy who who takes on an entire empire and destroys the, the ultimate weapon. You can't have that. <laughs> you can't have that in the culture. So all of this stuff has to be destroyed. And, and China has their motives for it, and so does Russia, and so does BlackRock, and so do the other players. It's not about the American audiences anymore. Mm. People say, why would they keep making these woke movies if people don't go to? 
It's not about people going to movies. It's not about them making their money back. It's about them getting their message into your brainstem. And they're failing, thank God. Yeah, it, it, it's, it's about time. And yes, these people, it's, it's unfortunate you have these globalists, these leftists, collectivists that are, that are able to use the free market and capitalism and abuse these things. Mm-hmm. And using them more effectively to abuse and destroy than we're using them to actually, you know, be constructive with. Um, you know, it's, and like I said, sci-fi, the sci-fi genre, so, so influential. And, and, and also just really quick. Yeah, that, that is the thing about China. China will open their market to American movies. Right. And these people, they make a grip of money off of the Chinese market. But the Chinese are like that stuff, that woke stuff that you guys are trying to do. Yeah, we're going to write that stuff out. Uh, That's right. We're not going to let you screw up our country <laughs> the way you guys are screwed. We'll we'll pay you to screw up your country. Precisely correct. Right? It is a it is a it is an incredibly good deal for them money wise. Yes, that money goes further in terms of weakening their enemy than any amount of money they could spend on their military. Absolutely, absolutely. Cultural cultural effort, y'all, is uh is what it does. And sci fi is such a big you know and. I've, that's you know one of the things that you know I've I've tried to encourage us tapping into is tapping into, like you could see that with um, Eric July. Eric July is tapped into the the, the comic universe, uh, and it was widely supported. I myself have tried to tap into it, like uh, even with uh, my invention of um, my sci-fi sword. It actually mm-hmm. works. It works, uh, but it's not able to be seen. I know people say that hey, Disney's come out. Disney did not come up one. They got like a, a drawing for one. But an actual working prototype, I've, I've not seen. I actually have a working prototype. And I try to tell conservatives, look, get in front of that. Support you know, things like that. Because these are the things, the, the left is giving you the blueprint of how they do it's it. It's the leverage. Yes. Yeah. Just, just go, look at the, the, go look at the thing I did called Invisible. Mm. I mean, that's the thing that introduced the video that we did. The video that we did was, it was simply a, a test bed mm. to show what could be done by essentially one guy mm. And 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 with you know two actors, one of them was very good, mm. uh, and and yeah, man, it's like it's it's the bargain of bargains, and we refuse to see it. We simply can't. We t- I talked about this on the Stratosphere Lounge last night. Somebody said, "Why are conservatives so slow to invest in things like movies and stuff?" And I said, "Because we're practical people. They people think, okay, if I make a donation to the Heritage Foundation, Heritage Foundation will put out a pamphlet, and that pamphlet will influence how people vote." <laughs> My argument is, if you if you put in the money for an animated feature film, the an, or the animated project will then be accessible to game people who, over the course of time, will begin to change their attitudes and over the course of years will begin to change the way they vote. And it's a much more circuitous path and it's much harder to understand. It's also longer time span. So they just think, no, nah, I don't see the connection. But it it's the only thing that works. We got ourselves into mm-hmm. this. And and on the on that invisible thing, I coined a term I like very much. You know, we cannot lecture ourselves out of the troubles that we were entertained into. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. And and that is that long game strategy. Like you had, I think it was a uh, maybe Bill Maher who had it absolutely backwards, who tried to say that conservatives see the long game and liberals don't see. It. And it's like, no, man, that's totally backwards. You have more conservatives actually looking for. Their long game is uh, the next election cycle. That's right. That's the- and and if it goes well, like Trump is elected, problem solved. Right. Right. <laughs> problem solved. <laughs> that is not that is not a winning or a long term strategy or long term stability. Your your political representation will only be about as stable as your cultural representation. It will collapse 
It happened before, it'll happen again. Liberals, they work that long game. Okay, they're in there making those cultural influences, even and even it gets to a point where, yes, people are getting tired of it. But I tell you what, though, folks, people may be tired of this whole woke narrative. But if you think that they're not working on another angle, another long term strategy that they can work. Come on. You living in La La TV land because they're on I'll, it right I'll, now. I'll just add one thing to this. Yes, woke is being rejected. And the problem with conservatives is that we're good at criticizing things and we're terrible at providing an alternative. Mm. We would criticize Obamacare for the reasons that you should criticize Obamacare, but at no point in that 10 year or longer now argument did we ever have a coherent plan that said that Obamacare is terrible and here's why, and here is something that is much better and here's why. Yes. And it's the exact same thing with the pop culture. If woke stuff is starting to disappear slowly from the culture because people don't want it and we don't have something to replace that with, yes. that's not a win. At best, it's a tie. Absolutely. And and this is our consistent failing. Yes. you And, and, and I can solve that problem. You and I can, can solve that problem. That's right. But we need the support. Yeah. And we're not getting it. You have to show what it looks like, folks. You can't, you, That's you, it. Know, you can't just tell them. You can't just tell. You have to show. It has to be done in dazzling pretty colors. You have to have something to grab their attention. It has to be a song that they can tap their feet something to. Something they want to see or yes. listen to, not something you're forcing them to. Yeah. Right. You have a culture that's driven by, man, all these things, this, like, you know, the, the woke, the racism and all that. A lot of that stuff is true, but what, what's being imagined is where it's coming from. And they've controlled the imagination as far as that go in gaslighting people. So we have to have a countermeasure to that. So, you know, conservatives say fight fire with fire, right? <laughs> let's, let's fire up in creative engines, you know, and, and that creative support and, uh, you know, make something like happen so we can actually be that defensive front. Pro-defense, right? Let's be that defensive front in the culture. Let's get some points on the board. Yes. You know, can we score some points, please? Do we have to play defense all the time? <laughs> you cannot win a game if you have nothing but defense. That's right, man. Let's move that ball down the field. And, you know, you're not right. always going to get a touchdown in the first play. You got to move it incrementally. I'll incremental. take a field goal. I'll take a safety at this point. <laughs> right. So that's what we're trying to do, folks. And we thank you so much for your support. We thank you so much for tuning in. Boogie on over to BillWhittle.com and become a member. Uh, you know, share this video. You know, like I said, work that, uh, that share button until it smokes. Hit that like button. All that good stuff. And uh, we will see you next time in the Virtue City.